Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy, co-founder of KidsViews.com. I am here in the studio with only Amy Oztan, SelfishMom.com. I am sick. That's why I sound like this. This is the second time in one month, and I haven't been Uh. sick, seriously, since I had swine flu seven years ago, (laughs) which I thought did me in for life, but I was wrong. Um, So that's why I sound weird. We doesn't matter. I'm here in the studio. So we are going to jump right in. We have Kelly Whalen, founder of Sensible Life, on the phone. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hi. How are you guys today? We're good. good. We are so happy you're joining us, even though you're way down in Philly. We're happy you could join us on the phone. Oh, I'm so excited to be on the show. I'm a big fan of the show, and I love what you guys are doing. So um, I might fangirl on you a little bit, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I love that. You're our first, like, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Um, well, of course, we wanted to turn to you. I should say, I always say, like, full disclosure, Amy and I are friends with Kelly. But um, truly, I would say we, we all sort of started um, blogging at the same time, which is many, many years now. Like, I don't want to think about how many years, <laughs> um, but more than seven. And I think, you know, what's been amazingly unique about what you do is you're so focused on finance and budgeting and helping families sort of stretch what they have without sacrificing living a really nice life, living a good life and making your priorities straight and then teaching that to your kids. Which well, is Well, that's like a really nice little wrap up of what I do. <laughs> I need to like write that down and put that in my media kit or something. That's I your elevator that. pitch. You're you're yeah, welcome. That's my um, elevator pitch now. You're gonna do all my elevator pitches from now on. And and we should help people find your site by saying that it's sensible like cents, like dollars and cents. Yes, yeah. E-E-N-T-S, not sensible like your head. You're, we're talking <laughs> mostly about money or in some form, I kind of try to bring everything I talk about back towards finance or just, you know, thinking about it from a financial perspective. Yes. And we should say, how many children do you have, Kelly? I have four kids and they are 18, 14, 11, and 10. So you know from what you speak, (laughs) for sure, (laughs) you're balancing a lot of different ages and stages, um, especially with college looming. And that's always interesting. (laughs) That's a whole other topic we'll probably have to have you on. But you um, have really been through this topic really thoroughly. I think both, I think we should maybe start with allowance because I think there's always a question, I see it on Facebook at least a couple times a year, my kid is five, should I start allowance? My kid is eight, should I start allowance? How much, how do I do it? It's a really heavy topic. And what should I do it for, right? Chores versus just what you Just are, breathing. Right, just being part of the family and what's <laughs> expected of you. So what's your philosophy on that? So I actually think that you can start before they're born, which is crazy, but no, I'm seriously, I mean, when you start thinking about having kids or you're expecting, I mean, one of the things that you start to think about is how expensive everything is suddenly. Like all of a sudden you realize how 
much money is going to be spent over the next, you know, 18 plus years of your life. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's a big deal to start thinking about it then and start putting aside money for expenses that you're going to have, medical bills you might have. And, you know, one of the things that I really love to do when people have babies, when they have you know, you have a baby shower or you're giving a gift to a friend is to just give them a little bit of cash to put in the savings account. Um, my grandparents, of course, old school used to do savings bonds. Nobody does that anymore, but it's a great way to like encourage people to start saving. And there are actually like a ton of tools out there now where you can set up an account and have people kind of jointly kind of just put money in as a gift whenever you want. There's lots of different ways to do it. But I mean, I, I think starting with an allowance before they're born is not even a bad idea. <laughs> but when you're talking about giving them like an actual, you know, here's some money for you to spend, I think it starts when they're in that toddler phase of life and you start taking them, you know, shopping, whether it's the grocery store, or wherever you're shopping, and they're starting to ask about getting things, like they want something. And sometimes that's before they're even really like able to kind of talk about it. Like they're just like grabbing things off the shelf. Like this is my favorite cereal I want to take this home so we started when the kids were really little because I wanted them to understand that you know our family is on a fixed budget when it comes to things like that so you can't just go to the toy store or the bookstore and buy all the things you want because you're just you know you're gonna go broke and you know then mom and dad can't afford to put like food on the table or like you know pay the rent or pay the mortgage if we're buying like you know hundreds of dollars worth of books or toys so we would start with them when they were really little, just sort of saying like they had a budget, so to speak, of buying like one snack at the grocery store. Or if we were going to buy a gift for a friend, you know, a toy, we would maybe budget some extra time in there for them to like play with the toys and talk about it. Like, okay, what are the things that you really like in the toy store? These are things that you could talk about for your birthday or the holidays or when somebody wants to buy you a gift. So starting them that at that really young age, I think it starts to get them to think about what they're spending and sort of how budgeting works, even if it's that, you know, you can only pick one snack from the grocery store because then they have to, you know, go put the thing back that they saw first that they really thought they wanted, but then they get to the cookie aisle and they see the cookies that they love. So now they have to go put the, you know, bag of chips back on the shelf. So starting them from that age is even really something that we did. And then getting into sort of giving them actual physical cash, we started doing that, I think, around age four or five, depending on the kid. Sometimes it's six. Um, it just really depends on when they start to really want to go out and kind of spend their own money or they feel like they need their own money. A lot of times for many families, that's around the time when they go to school. So it might be, you know, budgeting for those snacks that they want to buy at lunchtime or things like that that are kind of already coming into their their sphere of, of influence from outside you know it's not just you taking them to the store but they're going to school and they're seeing the school store where they can buy pencils or they're going you know to a to a birthday party and they have to go pick out a gift for a friend so it starts getting them thinking about that from that young age well believe it or not i started this with my son when he was two because he would drive me crazy on the playground asking for ices and ice cream and all that stuff so i started giving him a little baggie each week with 10 quarters and he caught on pretty quickly i'd say within about a month that once the baggie of 10 quarters was gone he got no more playground snacks for the rest of the week and it just it it made it easier for me. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, following their lead is really important. And each of my kids kind of had like a different way that they kind of led into, you know, sort of wanting that allowance money and wanting to be able to spend their own money. And certainly it evolves. It's not, I mean, it's one of those conversations as parents we have and we kind of go, when do we start? How much does the, the tooth fairy, you know, leave for a tooth? And, you know, how much are you guys spending on sort of after school activities? How much is too much? You know, all these kinds of conversations we have surrounding money and kids. But, you know, what it boils down to is each individual kid, you're going to kind of get a sense of where they're at, what they need, and, and really, you know, some of the, sometimes that conversation is very natural and sometimes you have to kind of push it because maybe they're not the kind of kid that, you know, would pick up on that or even think about, um, you know, wanting the IC at the playground. Maybe they're the kind of kid that, you know, if you give it to them, awesome, but they're not thinking like, I want it, you know? Yeah, my, my son always cared a whole lot more about money than my daughter did. So on the one hand, it was an easier way to motivate him. But on the other mm-hmm. hand, like, you know, it, it, it got out of hand quickly where he, he almost became greedy. That never happened with my daughter. Like, she just doesn't really care about money either way. That's how my girls are. One, right. One could shop till she drops or everyone else drops. She'll never drop. <laughs> and one really doesn't care. I mean, just so, wow. so doesn't care. There's, we'll there's a nature, there's a nature ever, versus nurture right, study right there because they're twins. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So it, for me, I know that my big problem is that I never have cash, like never, not in the house, not, you know, when I need to buy something on the street from the fruit guy who doesn't take credit cards, <laughs> I never have cash. And so in the beginning, I made a point of doling out their allowance in $1 bills so that they could, you know, divide it up into savings and all of that and you know as the years went on I I just got so bad about it that now I keep track of it in my Google calendar and Mm -hmm. I just owe them hundreds of dollars (laughs) (laughs) so like they don't have their money accessible they're not learning anything about it so I would like to transition to doing this automatically on some kind of card, but I have no idea what the options are and what the penalties are and what it's going to cost me and what happens if they lose the card. Um, So I was hoping you could help me with that. Absolutely. I mean, I think you made a really valid point, though, that that beginning stage, having the cash in the hand or the coins like your son had in a little baggie, I mean, that's really helpful for young kids to kind of have that hands-on experience because it really helps them understand when it's gone, it's gone. And there's no, you know, kind of nebulous credit that mom might have where (laughs) she's like, well, you know, oh, yeah, I'll let you buy that and then you'll owe me for next week's allowance. Yeah, welcome Um, to my life. Not that I have any experience with that. (laughs) But... It's true. I mean, I definitely reached that point with my kids, too, where I was kind of like, you know, keeping a spreadsheet of sort of how much they get every week. And with our family, it's um, it's their age divided in half for every two weeks. So if you're 10, you get five dollars every two weeks. And that's that's worked for us. Every family is going to be different. But that's worked for us because it's not a huge amount of money, but it's enough that they can sort of learn to manage it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, we reached that point where I, I too, had that spreadsheet with, like, hundreds of dollars <laughs> of, you know, owed to the one kid that saved every dime. And, you know, the other kids had, like, a modest amount. And so I had to figure out what to do. And so 
thankfully my oldest is four years older than everybody else so he's the experimental child so <laughs> you have to try a lot of different different things with him um, for kids that are under 13 there are a lot of bank programs that are available whatever bank that you're at probably has like a kid's you know, savings account that you can start with. Those are super simple to do because if it's attached to your, you know, checking account, then you can just automatically deposit the allowance in it, you know, every week or every two weeks or every month, however you decide to do it. Um, and a lot of those are really great too because then you get that physical experience of going to the bank and when they want to take out cash, they, they get actual cash and they can, you know, turn their coins in at the coin you know, collector that they have at a lot of banks and things like that. And, um, you know, I, I, with our local bank, they offered even, you know, some educational materials to go along with it. They were, I think, Bernstein Bears themed, which was great for really little kids. And there was a maybe, I think, $20 or maybe it was 25 you know, that they put in your account when you opened it. So it was like a thank you for banking with them. So that was that was like a great way to get them started, to get them kind of used to that, to get them to understand what a bank is, how to go and take your money out of the bank, you know, and, and all of those kinds of things that you still need to know, even though a lot of us are very digital right now. But then as they reach that like teen stage of life then it's then it becomes a little different because they are often off doing things with other people or on their own and so you kind of want to give them some freedom without you having to drive to the bank and get cash out with them and that kind of thing so that's kind of the phase where we look at maybe um the prepaid cards that they have now for teenagers which are awesome because when you're talking about a prepaid card it's not a gift card so it's not going to like if you lose it you know, a gift card, you lose all the value in a gift card. But with a prepaid card, it's a like it acts like a credit card or a debit card. So if you lose the card, then you just call them and tell them you lost it and they freeze your account and any purchases you didn't make, you know, are going to be refunded to you. Um, and it acts just like, like I said, like a credit or debit card. So they can go to, you know, a store and purchase something. They can go out to eat with friends and buy something with their card. And also built into a lot of those prepaid cards are spending limits, notifications for parents. So you could get an email or a text alert saying, you know, your kid's at the pizza shop and they just spent five ninety five on pizza. So now you know kind of like what's going on and how much they're spending. So you can kind of monitor that when they're getting started, which is great. And then, you know, there's also these things built into it too so that they can't overdraw that account. That's the biggest problem I think, you know, you start to face when kids first start to get into debit cards or credit cards. They're gonna not understand the long-term impact of that. So those tools are really, really smart because then, you know, they're not able to overdraw it. They can only spend what they have, but they don't, you know, it's not on you then. You can give them that card and they can use it just like you would use your credit or debit card anywhere that's I know awesome. my niece I think has something set she left for college and that is what my brother-in-law set up I think on his Amex like there's a, a way maybe I'm wrong but I was pretty sure it was Amex you can get a like a kid account mm-hmm. on your Amex under you and you can set the spending limit on it that's great um I- I especially, I love the idea of the alerts. I never thought of that because I know that on my own Amex, I've set it so that I get an email if anybody spends over a certain amount. Just, you know, because like if we're making a huge purchase, we know we're doing it. But if somebody steals the card, 
they're they're probably spending a lot on it. I would you know I don't care if my son spends four dollars on a slice of pizza and a, and and a water, but if I suddenly see somebody spending fifty dollars, I want to know right away. So that's right. awesome. Well, and and there's you know definitely some drawbacks with those cards too. I mean there are a few. I mean I I say that they're great tools, but there are also some monthly expenses that go along with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them have you know if you don't. You kind of have that automatic um, withdrawal set up from your own checking account or the automatic deposit into the account, they will charge you a monthly fee of, you know, a certain amount. Well, the fees um, can't be much worse than the interest my kids are going to start charging me for how no. much I owe them. So I'll end yeah, up saving exactly, money. Exactly. So, that, I mean, that's definitely a tool you can use um, to get them started and kind of, you know, and, and that, that tool, that piece of like monitoring them, I think is really helpful because it gives them the ability to know that like, you know, you're checking in with them and you're sort of helping them through that process. And that I think is really key because it has to be, you know, you can't go from kind of managing everything for them to giving them like free reign, which is what tended to happen a lot. I think in our generation where, you know, you went off to college and then there's somebody going like, here's your credit card, Mm -hmm. sign up and get a free Frisbee. And you're like, cool, awesome. Like you have no (laughs) idea what the consequences are of that or like what the long-term impacts are, what an interest rate is or any of that. That was me. That was totally me. No, that's that's fantastic. The flip side of that is you are also helping your kid build credit, which is really important. Um, I don't think people pay enough attention to that, that having your kid build up a good credit rating and a good credit score is just setting them up for so much good in life. Um, So it is good to have those cards that will help them establish credit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's like that final transition that you can do as they get into those, you know, 16 and up years or when they go off to college or something where you have them as an authorized user on your card um, where you have them set up with their own credit card with like a lower limit. And you can, again, I mean, it's that you're going to help them understand sort of what it means and how to set up, you know, paying it off every month and how not to go over their their credit limit and things like that. So it can help them start to build, you know, their financial life as they get off, you know, into adulthood. But um, also, I mean, circling back, like, you know, if that prepaid debit card isn't something that you feel comfortable with, or maybe it's not a good fit, or the fees are too high for you, there are other options out there, too. There are, um, again, lots of banks offer them, lots of card companies offer them. But we really like USAA. Um, They have a... Uh, I guess it's called a teen checking and savings account. So they're required to have a savings account and they have like a a credit or a debit card account. Like, so it's a checking and savings account. So pretty much what most of us would have anyway. And it just is another like step on that kind of rung to financial independence for them to, to, to learn how to manage that, what that looks like. I like it a lot because they have um, an app that you can use and I'm sure a lot of other banks do as well, but we just have experience with this one because that's what my son is using now. And he can deposit checks into it. He can, you know, check his balance. He can move money from checking to savings or from savings to checking. So I I think there are a lot of great tools out there. You just have to kind of figure out what makes the most sense for your kids. And really it's that, that piece of like, 
you know, staying on top of them and staying with them as they kind of learn those financial skills. And honestly, if you're somebody who, like me, was very, you know, unsavvy financially (laughs) when you had kids, like you will learn because you have to, you have to learn along the way and they'll kind of teach you along the way as you're going and going, okay, well, wait, now I need to figure out what, what comes next. What's the next step. And it has been invaluable for me to go through that process with them because I've learned a lot about sort of all of these tools and pieces of technology that I maybe wouldn't have paid attention to. Yeah. No, that's great. Well, thank you so much for joining us and thank you for all the information. We will take it to heart. Actually, we'll sort through it and we'll put links to everything on our Facebook page Mm -hmm. and links to The Sensible Life. Thanks, Kelly. It was so great to have you you on. Talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye. That was great. I I have to, I really have to get on top of this with my kids because um, at this point they're not learning anything about savings. Now they just have like giant chunks of money sitting there and I'm doling out money and keeping track of it on, you know, on something that they never see. Yeah, it's not good. Not good at all. Um, So that is it. Thanks, Amy. Thank you. So until next week, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Parenting Bites, where you'll find the links to everything we talked about today. iTunes.com, rate, review us, subscribe. And of course, on play.it, where you can find Parenting Bites and all the CBS podcasts. There are so many. We should should talk about some of them sometime. We'll have some of them on. Yeah, we like a lot of them. So we will look into that, too. And if you have a favorite, let us know. We'd love to have guests on the show from other podcasts that you listen to. Until next week, talk to you then.